0: This is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello there and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Last episode we talked about motivation, that movement, that energy of creation that is in all of us and how it's truly available to you every day. And I I know that might sound glib. But it's true. And that means even if you're in the hospital, even if you're ill, even if you're in financial difficulties and all those different things, and you might disagree, and that's fine. I I say that based on my own study and my own experience. So I have been through bankruptcy. I have been through fatal illness in the hospital. I have been through the IRS seizing all my assets. I have been to places of hopelessness. I attempted suicide a couple times times many years ago. And so the idea that even in difficult circumstances, you can find motivation comes from my own experience, not just something that I'm saying to sound good or to create motivation and pump you up because as we talked about in the last episode, motivation that lasts comes from in you, not outside you. Today's episode 710 is about getting clarity, because besides motivation, uh, ah, I don't feel like it. Oh, I'm just not into it. Oh, it's just not the right season. Oh, it's just, you know, I don't know, right? Besides that, the other one I hear all the time is one that sounds like, well, if I was just clear, if I really knew what I was supposed to do, I had a client who spent a year, more than a year, two or three years, searching for clarity. And the reason was because this individual was afraid to start something and have it be the wrong thing. I don't want to waste my time and money creating something and just have it turn out to be the wrong thing. There is no wrong thing, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Everything we do, even if it doesn't turn out at all like we want, helps us learn, not just in the sort of platitude way of, well, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, that might be true. And we can always say, well, it was a total ridiculous failure, but I learned some lessons. We can say that, and it might be true also. In fact, it's always true. Failure always provides lessons. And remember, failure only means getting an outcome different than you intended, presumptively worse. Uh, If it's way better, then we either call it lucky or that we're so skilled, and if it's worse, we call it failure or we blame others. The act of choosing and moving forward is, in and of itself, a huge choice, a powerful decision, and a wonderful creative stance. In Pressfield's book, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote uh, Legend of Bagger Vance, but he also wrote the artist's journey and the war of art, Uh, the war of art, the artist's journey and turning pro, not in that order. I think the war of art was first and then turning pro and then the artist's journey. All of those have as a central theme, the need to act, to show up every day, to move forward, whether you have clarity or not. I use this picture today. I hope you're watching the video because of this dude there in the background sitting on a ledge in uh, robes of some kind. And it appears he's in meditation. And I believe it's a he. So he is in meditation. And we sometimes talk about meditation as a way of gaining clarity. And it is, it is a powerful tool because it is a time when we intentionally turn down the noise we learn to direct our thinking one way to teach meditation or to learn it is to have a mantra a sound a whole bunch of them om and omane padme you know i can't remember the rest of that one but several sometimes there's visualization meditation body scan meditation focusing on the breath there are tools and the purpose of all those tools is to, is to direct the thinking away from all the frantic activity that normally takes place. Oh, I've got to go here. Oh, I'm late. Oh, I'm tired. My foot hurts. Oh, I forgot to pay that bill. Oh, that conversation didn't go well. Oh, I, I'll never get that job. Or Oh, I got that job. Now what do I do? You know, that, that mad race of stuff that just is overwhelming. And it will be overwhelming until it isn't. And it won't be when you learn to direct your thinking. So meditation might be the single best tool to do that. And it is nothing more than the practice, and I do mean practice, of three things. Thing number one is slow down enough to be where you are. And as a corollary, enough to be when you are. Where I am is in front of this camera, talking to you, and I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not experiencing anything else. I'm only thinking about you and this conversation. And how I might give you the gift of silence and quiet. And I say where you are and when you are, because often where we are doesn't matter. We're worried about what happened yesterday or what didn't happen yesterday or what's gonna happen this afternoon or tomorrow, or what might not happen this afternoon or tomorrow, all in the context of anywhere but right here, right now. So meditation is, number one, the practice of slowing down enough to be where and when you are. And there's lots of techniques for that, and this isn't a meditation exercise. If you wanna learn, there's a million, at least a million YouTube videos about meditation. I wrote a five volume series on meditation and the first one is called Meditation, The Amazing Journey Within. And it is a beginner's guide to what meditation is, four or five different types of meditation and how to get started. Because one of the big things is I don't have time or I'm gonna do it wrong, I don't know how. And neither of those are true at all. There's no wrong way and time to me the experience is it's backwards the more i meditate the more time i have i know that sounds perhaps incredible but the clarity there's that word again the clarity and focus provided by meditation helps me make decisions faster, make them better, make them right the first time, make less mistakes, be more creative and all of that stuff. And so however much I spend in meditation, if I spend an hour in meditation, I'll capture two or three hours during the day. So it is a time creator, not a time suck. Anyway, so step one is slow down enough to be where you are. And step two is be still enough to notice what is there what I mean by that is what you'll find out quickly after you meditate for a while, maybe a few weeks or even a few days, and you get pretty good at slowing down and just observing your thoughts or using your mantra or breath or whatever you choose to to allow you to focus your mind and then just let other thoughts sort of bounce off that and drift away you'll start to notice that other things come to you. And I don't mean things like, oh, my foot itches, or I forgot to pay that bill, or I got to make a phone call, or why am I doing this, this is stupid, nothing's happening, or whatever else. Uh, Besides that, you'll start to notice feelings or ideas that at first might seem like, well, where did that come from? Like, I wasn't even thinking about, what? you'll start to notice things and there's lots of ways to describe that intuition connection to higher self, the divine inspiration, you know, gifts from God. You can describe it a lot of ways. What it is, is it is, we are finally unlocking or opening the valve on our connection to the divine and infinite intelligence, which we all sort of know is around us. We sometimes experience some wonderful temporary things. <clears throat> this is a process to learn, to literally learn how to open that door, open that valve, tune into that station. So, slowing down enough to be where you are, step one, and two, be still enough. That means internally be still enough or be effective enough with the slowing down to notice what is there. And it will feel like, like you've read a book for the second time or the third or you've seen a movie again and and you say, I didn't notice that. I, I don't even know. What, where? I didn't see that the first time. Did they put that in like in a book or a movie? It'll be like that. Or walking into a room that you've been in before maybe many times and all of a sudden you see something you haven't seen before. Your attention is different. Your listening, your your observance is different. And it allows you to connect with that room or that place in a way that's new. This is connecting with yourself, your own intuitive right to be connected with your higher self or the divine. And it's always been there. It's just that until you or I learn to slow down enough to create quiet space, we can't see it or hear it. That divine connection is delicate and it is quiet and so it's like a person whispering in the back if you as the leader of the room or the leader of your mind which you are you want to hear that whisper in the back you've got to get everybody else to quiet down and then you have to focus on that thing to hear it that intuition is like that quiet the room Notice what is there. Step three is trust what comes to you is true. And that is a choice. Mostly when we have those ideas, we say, ooh, I don't know if that's gonna work. Ooh, I don't know, I'm scared of that. Ooh, that sounds different. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that before. Uh, you know, I have thought of that before, but it's stupid, it's hard, and I don't know how to do it, and it'll probably fail anyway. And so we do any and everything to push it away instead of, trusting that those intuitive insights and impulses are true and simply making them happen so that's it meditation is slow down enough to be where you are be still enough to notice what is there and trust what comes to you is truth. and how you achieve that whether it's with cross legs or sitting in a chair or walking uh with a mantra with music with silence with a body scan with visualization all of those are different pathways to the place of stillness quiet and stillness so you can hear that inner voice that is so I picked this guy in the back to to symbolize meditation because it is the easiest and fastest way to begin to get inspiration which leads to clarity Now, having said all that, I want to talk about the other side, which is I'm paralyzed and can't act, or I'm not motivated and I don't know what to do, and it seems pointless until I get that clarity. That is not and never will be true. You may be doing that, but it needn't be true. As a possibility, let me put something else forward. Clarity is overrated, it is not found. It is created. That's a little rhyming couplet I created because it's true. And the paralysis caused by looking for clarity or remaining unmotivated until you have some experience that brings what you believe is crystal clarity is both a waste of your talents and pointless. You may never have that. Or it may come a month or a year or 10 years from now so waiting for clarity is like waiting for motivation in the last episode clarity isn't going to wander around and find you even in that meditation process I, I described there's a lot of work there learn to slow down enough to be where you are and when you are learn to be still enough to notice what is there and then trust that what comes to you is truth that's a big a tall assignment slowing down that much being still enough to notice and then making a choice to trust what comes to truth. you is truth. Wow. So that's not a passive activity. It It is work, and it is effort, and it is repetition. That is the genesis of all clarity. You start in a direction. You start moving towards something, and then things become clarified. An example might help if you're in a fog bank and you don't know which way to go and you start moving in a direction. And generally it either becomes murkier or clearer. That clue is a key to the direction, a good idea, a bad idea inside that, that feeling is is the key. So if you start doing something and get engaged in it, and I don't mean dabbling like put your toe in the water, it's like saying, all right, I'm going to go dive into this process for an entire month, be clear, be dedicated, and be focused. Then in a month, you can say, am I closer to my goal? Do I feel better? Is this doing something? Doing the dabbling method is like, uh, go back to the health, it's like the diet thing. Well, I'll have one Adkins chocolate bar, and if I don't, change my whole attitude and lose X pounds, it didn't work. Well, nobody would think that would be a reasonable way to test something. But because we live in this world that sort of download and double-click, everything has to be solved in the length of a TV sitcom, then if something doesn't work instantly, we think it's the wrong thing, and that's not true. Even this episode, I'm talking about clarity, I've given you a description of meditation and a definition, uh, a set of uh, actions, but learning to meditate takes weeks and maybe months to be effective in those three steps. And what I can tell you is you will start noticing benefits right away. You're more calm. Your blood pressure goes down. You're more relaxed. You learn to relax better. You can go to sleep way faster, by the way. I've learned to go to sleep in maybe five minutes or less, so I don't ever lay awake at night. And all of those are physical benefits and spiritual, energetic benefits of meditation. And those will start right away and they get better and better and better as you go along. But to get to where you're really good at hearing your own intuition and then learning to trust and act on it, even if it seems peculiar or odd or doesn't seem to work out at first, that's a real skill and an an exercise in trust. Trust in the divine, trust in your higher self and trust in yourself, period. Trust in the process. So that is that is not without action, and everything else I'm going to tell you is some things that I've learned in my years now, years of working. I had a grand turnaround, a grand change, a big event happened to me in August of 2007, but the event itself, and if you want to read about it, it's in the book Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to light love and life and of course it tells a lot more than that but it does describe that the monumental event and change that happened in two thousand seven but the event only presented the opportunity to change i still had to do all the work just like the meditation i've described and it was scary and it was confusing and i didn't know what to do and i didn't know even how to start so That is true of any process. And if you want to have clarity, then get to work. It's as simple as that. Get to work. Guess about the direction. Start the meditation process today. Start connecting with your intuition. Pray if that is part of your, you know, if that's in your toolbox. I find it very helpful. But whatever it is to connect with intuition, because the truth is, the guidance you've been giving yourself from your conscious mind got you where you are right now. If you're happy where you are right now, then we're done talking. Most people are not. They feel a yearning. They may be satisfied, you know, I have enough money, I have a good job, I've accomplished these great things, but I still, you know, I want to do something... I want more, you know, I really want to, you know, that kind of feeling, even in very successful people, there's still a yearning, there's still a bit of emptiness, there's a thing, because we all know intuitively that we're divine beings, and we have infinite potential, so when we stop and be quiet, we're not really satisfied with where we are, even if where we are has a lot of success behind it. So the process of learning to meditate, of learning to cultivate your intuition. Is work and it was for me after my you know em- enormous event grand awakening in 2007 I still had to get the courage get the motivation that I talked about last time and learn to create it create the motivation inside myself to to make the, the dramatic changes that have happened and now it's 15 years later to two, 2022 as I record this I don't know when you're gonna hear it but it's 2022 As I record this now, so in the 15 years, there's been a lot of work, a lot of work. And so today I'm clear, I'm focused, I'm directed, I'm happy. I live the ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And I create it by serving with my divine gifts, but it didn't happen overnight. So here's the key to getting clarity. Do something. And don't dabble. You have feelings, I wanna help people, okay. Pick some areas where you can help, volunteer, begin to serve, look at the skills and talents you have. Maybe they're used in your job and maybe they're not. Your job and your talents may or may not have any kind of correlation. I did a job for 30 years in electricity, uh, deregulation, and for some utilities and for some government entities in the United States and Canada. At very, very high levels and got paid a lot of money, but it was very unfulfilling. My heart is a creative. I write, I do music, I sing, I coach. I love helping. I'm a helper. I'm a people encourager. Maybe because I needed so much encouragement and I finally found a way to get it and create it in developing my connection to God, my connection to intuition and the things that we've talked about. So if you want... Clarity, jump in the pool, jump all the way in. If you have an idea about what might be fun for you, then go pursue it hard for six months and see, you can always quit, see if it feels good and if it starts feeling like, wow, this could really be something. And if it doesn't, then adjust, try it again. So I have a client who has been involved in the self-help, personal development world and in the internet marketing and you know, all, uh, internet promises of coolness and do what you love and the money will follow and all that stuff for years. And she was having trouble with this clarity issue. Don't have clarity. So we talked through a number of things that she could do, she was good at. She was very healthy and, you know, had done a lot of health coaching and fitness stuff. And and so we talked about that and for several weeks she explored, you know, definitely of doing that in her mind and it all felt to her at the end of that like it was just something to do because she could. So there is still an answer. And the answer we came to was, you know you have work right now and she changed jobs several times of her own choice because they didn't seem fulfilling and the the dilemma was that fulfillment isn't flowing into me from the outside the job isn't fulfilling so the answer we came to is okay stop looking for it from outside make a choice to be excellent full on at everything you do, because this individual had been holding back. I don't know, maybe it'll be, you know, I'll do it okay, but my attention is always split. What else is on the horizon? What else is out there? What else could I do? Maybe that'll be better, maybe that'll be more fun. Dump all that. Go all in with whatever you choose to do. So if you do, if you pack groceries at the store, If you are a high school coach, if you teach physics, if you write music, stop looking at anything else. Again, six months, go all in with all your heart and be the very best at what you're doing. And even you may discover you love it. You're in exactly the right place. Or you may discover, you know what? I've poured my heart and soul into this and I've become the very best at it. And, you know, I think there's something more fulfilling, and there may be, but here's what you will know and have that no one can take away. You have now learned how to be committed and dedicated. You have now learned to embrace excellence, to embrace the process and work it takes to become first rate. That by itself is an awesome, staggering, valuable skill, and it will serve you in every single effort that you do after that. So the third piece I talked about, you know, meditation, I talked about starting to act, and the third piece is execute, evaluate, adjust. Execute, evaluate, adjust. Now execute means all in, full on, hardcore, move it, best in world, best in class, whether you're digging ditches or you're an attorney or you're in a shrink's office, don't do anything half-baked. Because then you're living your life half-baked. You're putting your energy out half-baked. Become an all-in person. That's your first piece of clarity. Because your passion, even your passion, will only respond to all-out effort. Even your gifts and talents, the things you were given as a divine heritage, and that inner thing, that thing, that magical motivation you seek, That only responds to all-out effort. The fire is only lit when you dive in the deep end and go all-out. And you can't do that in five minutes or five days or five weeks. A minimum of six months absolutely pouring your heart and soul into something. And even if you decide, and you very likely will repeatedly, Ah, oh, this, isn't, this isn't exactly the right thing. There's no disheartening in that. There's no, well, I wasted my time. No, you didn't. You became an excellent executor, powerfully focused, and honed the capability to be focused, clear, and all in. You've learned to meditate in that time. You've, you've accrued a ton of skills, and every one of those skills will make your efforts in adjusted directions more powerful and more fruitful and more quick, faster. I can promise you that because I've seen it and I've done it. So clarity is not something you go find. It's something you create. Clarity is overrated. It is not found. It is created. I can promise you you can have it. You can have passion. You can be all in for something. You can love your, what you do. And sometimes you need to start that way. Steve Jobs said that. Stop waiting to do what you love. Love what you do. He was pounding on that idea because so many people are hanging around waiting. Don't love what you do, go all in. And if you want to make adjustments, execute, evaluate, adjust. I can promise you this episode alone, if you do this thing, will make a massive difference for you, will give you more purpose, more prosperity, more joy, and make each day a lot more fun on the road to creating your ultimate life.
0: And you're...